0: Welcome to the Shida Kama Extractive Podcast. My guest today is Dr. Mbui Wagacha. Mbui is a renowned Kenyan macroeconomist and policy expert. He was formerly the chairman of board of the Central Bank of Kenya and senior economic advisor in the executive office of the president of Kenya. He chaired Kenya's sovereign welfare fund, in the Office of the Presidency. The Welfare Fund won global awards at a joint Africa Investor and NASDAQ in New York. It was voted Africa Sovereign Welfare Fund Initiative of the year in 2016. Mbui, welcome to the Sheila Kama Extractive podcast. I appreciate you taking the time to speak with me today.
1: Um, Sheila, Thanks for having me.
0: Well, I thought given your experience with sovereign welfare funds, uh, you could give us perspective on the role of sovereign welfare funds in general in fiscal policy. But first, what do we mean by a sovereign welfare fund? What is it?
1: The uh, vehicle called the uh, sovereign wealth fund is normally a state-owned investment fund that invests in uh, real financial, real and financial assets, such as stocks, bonds, real estate, precious metals, um, and alternative investments. It's a very modern and uh, complex uh, vehicle.
0: So so really it's sort of an equivalent of uh, a, a state investment portfolio are investing in different instruments throughout the world. Would that be correct?
1: That is an excellent uh, definition, yeah.
0: So uh, tell me about the ownership of the fund itself. So who who legally and structurally owns a sovereign welfare fund?
1: Sovereign wealth funds are owned by the state and uh, by extension by the people of the um, of each of the uh, states owning the uh, sovereign wealth funds. They have uh, expanded quite significantly. We have 117 of them. Uh, in 2021, they reached uh, for the first time uh, 10 trillion uh, in assets under management. And uh, just in 2021 alone, uh, sovereign wealth funds increased their take by 6%. Uh, in 2021 alone, but uh, of course, uh, Sheila, as you um, are aware, they are now operating in a very, uh, very sort of um, complex environment, where a crisis is on one hand an exogenous crisis of the COVID um, COVID nineteen, and then uh, a crisis of uh, adhering to their rules and. Um, Uh, regulations in a world where financial factors matter, financial factors um, and risk matter a great deal.
0: So uh, you've made a couple of uh, statements which I think are worth following up on. Uh, There are about 117 worldwide, which is to suggest then that they are increasingly becoming popular. Is that correct? And if so, what is it about sovereign welfare funds that endears them to sovereign uh, states?
1: First of all, the the funds are managed uh, with very complex instruments to uh, maintain and uh, value of the funds for the nation and uh, for different purposes, as we will discuss uh, uh, in this uh, podcast. They are are extremely well managed to manage uh, manage, uh, risk and to maintain returns, which are targeted well ahead of time. And um, they uh, also have um, a credible credible sort of um, uh, ethics, um, ethical bodies uh, internationally that uh, link them to good practices. So there's uh, a a great deal of um, uh, in ethical surveillance, concerns with um, the, the environment today, uh, concerns with uh, ethical investment, impact investment, uh, socially uh, responsible investment, et cetera. So it endears them to uh, providing an invest, investment climate, normally based on natural resources that ensure that the values of today are carried on to future generations.
0: You said that um, uh, just in 2021 alone, the take was about uh, increased by about 6%. By take, you mean return on the investment, right?
1: The 6% is the increase in the number of established sovereign wealth funds in 2021 and um the the target the the assets under management increased to 10, 10 trillion for the first time in history
0: right so um, I, would add, th- add,
1: I would add that uh, african uh, sovereign wealth funds are increasing at uh, at about a pace with the rest of the world but we are expecting in 2022 We expect Mozambique on board. We expect uh, Namibia on board. So the African situation is also uh, pretty much uh, towing the line of the rules of engagement on sovereign wealth funds.
0: So uh, it's one thing then to have an increase in the numbers of sovereign welfare funds. Isn't it more important uh, that the return on the national investment is higher? what do we know about that? What are the trends in terms of return on investments? Because if we only increase the numbers of of the sovereign welfare funds, but the return itself uh, is stagnant, or for that matter, uh, declines, then surely we are not achieving the object. Am I correct?
1: Yes, you are partly correct, uh, Sheila. Uh, The complexity of return and risk are one of the most important interplays in the use of sovereign we- wealth funds investments. Normally a sovereign wealth fund, or uh, uh, like the, like Botswana, the Pula Fund, or uh, the Nigerian uh, uh, sovereign wealth fund. Normally you start by uh, defining the guidelines about what you want to, uh, the returns that you target in the sovereign wealth fund. Then you create what is called the strategic asset allocation, whether you put your, where you put money in, um, in sort of manufacturing, in real estate, in stocks and shares, et cetera. And then you define the target that you want to give your fund manager to achieve. That target, say, say if you call it, uh, say 4%, 4% in the guidelines, is based on uh, the is based on the fund manager using risk return counterplays.
0: it speaks to any form of investment the investor has to take a view on risk and some are averse to risk some are not and yes. uh, with that uh, you strike a balance between potential rewards versus the risk and presumably if you are dealing with a, a sovereign welfare fund you would be likely more conservative because you are really yes. dealing with public funds and, and you can't be a, a speculative like a, an independent person. Let me come exactly. back to to something you said. I'm very intrigued about what you term the ethics of sovereign uh, welfare uh, funds uh, and how they are in to comply with the highest ethical standards both in social and economic terms. Can you Just give us examples of what some of those guiding principles are on how sovereign welfare funds must be run. Um,
1: The reason why uh, sovereign funds have uh, paid paid great attention to uh, ethics is that you want to ensure that, uh, for example, that you cover cover social and uh, ethical issues. that bedevil the world. You want, you want your social uh, compact in the operations of the sovereign wealth fund to be ethical with regard to um, employees, to be ethical with regard to labor, to be ethical with regard to treatment of um, the workforce, uh, to, uh, reg- regarding uh, education, health, etc you want to be uh, ethical with regard to putting um, the investments of the sovereign wealth fund in areas that do not harm humanity. For example, many sovereign wealth funds will ring fence their financing away from warfare and creating uh, armaments and that sort of thing. Many will create, will ring fence their their financing and funding and um, investments Away from uh, opioids, pharmaceutical uh, products that may harm humanity, and uh, drugs and uh, drugs and cartels and that sort of thing. Many now endorse the idea of climate change.
0: So, uh, listen to you describe both the ethical conduct and the various uh, uh, arrangements that have been designed to ensure good governance of uh, sovereign welfare funds. I get the sense that between the country saying, these are the goals and the uh, objectives and strategies for our fund and these international uh, dispensations, there can potentially be different models uh, for how you construct uh, or structure a sovereign welfare fund am I correct and if so what are these models
1: uh, countries have um, a, a diversity of uh, objectives and models in their um, in their sovereign wealth funds um, the, uh, they range from for example if you discover a natural resources that brings in a high inflow of um, um, foreign exchange. The goals might range from stabilization. You want to stabilize the inflows, and um, and they and you might also want to establish that the finite natural resources will uh, will be extended to the future generations. So you have. Also, uh, apart from the stabilization fund uh, window, you might have a future generations window. And in Africa, increasingly, you might have a window that looks at uh, um, development, a development window, like infrastructure to transform the economy of future generations when the resources uh, uh, have expired.
0: Okay, so sovereign welfare funds, are created to invest public revenue. And most of the time, the uh, investment of the revenue is based on revenue from mining oil and gas. Does it follow that sovereign welfare funds are created only for extractives, or do we find them created even in countries in which the flow of funds is not from mining oil or gas?
1: Thank you very much, and uh, the, the funds that go into a sovereign wealth funds, fund could come from other sources as well, other than uh, mineral uh, minerals, uh, oil, and gas. Uh, it is possible that a country can end up with a very uh, impressive uh, trade surplus. It, it's possible that a country can have um, excessive uh, budget. Uh, res- budget uh, resources. It is possible that a country can have uh, privatized um, uh, organizations and privatized uh, certain public uh, sector entities, and that money can be put into a sovereign wealth fund. But most uh, countries, most countries have tapped into um, revenues, arising from natural resources exploitation.
0: So um, listening to you, it seems to me that uh, governance uh, and governance structures of uh, sovereign welfare funds is a very important factor for their success and stability in achieving long-term goals. Um, Is there an ideal sovereign welfare governance structure to protect the investment and public interest?
1: The uh, one would say an ideal in the sense that, um, um, in the sense that it meets certain uh, governance structures. Um, And this, uh, this concern for example, the leadership of the sovereign wealth fund, you want uh, sovereign funds, sovereign wealth funds attempt to ensure that the leadership is not interfered with by politics and politicians. The ownership is a state-owned, it's a state ownership, but the uh, decisions and investment and guidelines need to be, um, need need to be carefully sealed off from political decisions and political interference. So um, leadership is a key element of um, ra- running of sovereign wealth funds. The other element, of course, is um, the asset uh, management strategies of the sovereign wealth fund, the rules and guidelines agreed upon by whoever the trustees are, um, must be followed. If they are not followed, then you run into into huge problems and and, um, uh, things can uh, get out of hand. The other um, element is for the sovereign wealth fund to expose itself and its practices to the best international practices. As I mentioned a short while ago, um, uh, there are global bodies that uh, oversee some of the ethical practices that um, sovereign wealth funds need to to look to.
0: So you've mentioned the exclusion of political interference. I mean, I guess uh, that is obvious to understand Uh, in the case of any trustee, you want that the trustees are very Independent of yes. others, I guess yes. the question I was asking is how do we ensure the exclusion of uh, political interest? That was really the question I was asking.
1: Okay. the um, the uh, The assurance really must boil down to using professional and fin- professional leadership and financial decision. And in a sense, only uh, um, only sticking to the um, original rules and laws regarding sovereign wealth funds, uh, uh, making sure that we step up to the rules originally agreed, and also ensuring that the guidelines, which are normally revised every year, the guidelines are also adhered to. And then uh, the key element um, in, the, in this uh, question of governance, that the leadership is not interfered.
0: Hmm. So, so uh, one of the do's and don'ts of a sovereign welfare fund would be a, a, this exclusion of political interest. What are the others? What are the others that allow for a sovereign welfare fund to be ring fenced and uh, for it to? Uh, successfully operate within this ecosystem that you have described? What are some of the, the absolute uh, do, uh, dons of uh, sovereign welfare funds?
1: The selection of fund managers, Sheila, is, um, is a major, is a major uh, uh, piece of work for the uh, trustees and the, as you know, uh, probably in the, uh, in the d- domain, sovereign wealth fund managers are some of the best paid people in the world because they are, they are, their skills are very rare. And uh, of course, the, to answer your question directly, if a sovereign wealth fund manager is not achieving the targets and uh, according to the guidelines, one of the major decisions of the the trustees is to select uh, performing fund managers.
0: Right, so what are some of uh, the criteria used to ensure that uh, one, it's a level playing field in terms of uh, countries being able to openly uh, scan the world and decide who they want, but also that these sovereign welfare funds don't carry favor with anybody and that the selection seeks only to benefit the nation state.
1: The most important thing is uh, starts with the guidelines uh, that uh, the the revised guidelines, periodically revised guidelines that set up the, um, the, the uh, targets of uh, Rates of return, strategic asset um, um, allocation, and that set up uh, the exclusion list. As I said, there are certain excluded areas for ethical reasons where sovereign wealth funds um, uh, do not want to go, and um, also to ensure that uh, the the um, the rules the rules sort of overseen by the three uh, international bodies that I mentioned, that the, the, the oversight is, uh, has a clear line of uh, assessment.
0: Right, um, so uh, how successful are sovereign welfare funds on the African continent in terms of a track record in obliging these rules of engagement?
1: I think the, uh, the best uh, way, Sheila, to gauge the success of uh, our sovereign wealth funds on the African continent is to see how they are rated um, by the over- oversight bodies. For example, the Madwell um, the index, uh, which rates transparency, most, by the way, despite um, all the noise that you hear, most African sovereign wealth funds are well within, well within the uh, targets uh, uh, assessed by the uh, Maduel uh, Linabu Maduel Index. Most are members of the International for- uh, Forum for Sovereign Wealth Funds. Most are co- compliant with the Extractive Industries um, Transparency Initiative, EITI.
0: So I I think I'm gonna give you one last question because uh, you painted a very interesting question when you described some of the business ethics that guide sovereign welfare funds, including exclusion of investment in certain industries that for instance, offend human rights uh, offend the environment, offend all other things that are, are seen as being uh, in the interest of humanity in the long term. I mean, based on that, would it be fair, we that the world of options uh, for sovereign welfare funds investments is shrinking? And if so, what does the future of sovereign welfare funds look like in a world where you can't invest in anything? that is environmental and friendly because find me something that is not uh, in some form or other uh, contributing towards uh, the environmental degradation. I'll find you very, very few things. What does the future then look like in in your view as a parting shot?
1: Well, uh, if you allow me, I'll put that, uh, the answer in the context of the, the African continent um there are things happening uh, globally that i think help the situation i've just described the fact that uh, there is a great greater awareness about uh, the environment and social and governance issues there is a greater awareness about impact investment impact investment is um is a new and growing, fast-growing area of uh, investment by sovereign wealth funds, which shows that you can be friendly to the climate, you can be friendly to the environment, and still make money. In other words, it's not true that, um, uh, that being, taking care of um, negative aspects or environmental negatives uh, loses money. It is uh, now clear that one of the fast-growing areas of um, uh, of, uh, sovereign wealth fund investments is in um, socially uh, responsible investment and in uh, impact investment. And Africa, as we begin basically exploiting the resources we own uh, and remember that um, the continent now, I think, has something like 30% of um, minerals, or oil, oil and gas remaining in the world, that you can use new instruments to ensure that you capture returns, and you also care for the environment. And increasingly, global sovereign wealth funds are moving in that direction. So it's not uh, necessarily true that we uh, would lose by taking care of ethical questions as overseen by the, um, by the global bodies that I mentioned.
0: That's a, a very good note to end our conversation. I have not only learned uh, a lot from you, but we have enjoyed speaking with you. Thank you very much once again for joining the Sheila Kama Extractive Podcast.
1: I am extremely delighted uh, that you had me on your podcast. And uh, I look forward to uh, future contacts and um, discussions uh, on this line uh, on which I'm extremely passionate about.